Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the JMO Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Michaels, and our guest this week, we have Scott Larson from Mayville, North Dakota, on the show for the first time. It's super fun to get to know Scott. Uh, Scott is a, a, a tournament angler, and in 2015, he won the NWT Championship on Devil's Lake, and that's what we talk about in this show. Scott has a, an outstanding history in tournament fishing and many great stories, but this story, uh, it just seemed really fitting to sit down and talk about you know Scott's time over the years fishing on Devil's Lake, and we talk about presentations and time of year patterns and and just all the changes that the lake has gone through uh, in his lifetime and you know the tournament strategy for fishing devil's lake and very very interesting very educational it's very very fun uh scott is is just a super super good guy and it's great to get some of his time and get to know him in this interview so let's get to it we've got scott larson we're talking tournament fishing on devil's lake let's do it This episode is brought to you by Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Devil's Lake is one of North Dakota's premier outdoor recreational destinations. And to find out more about what the lake and the community of Devil's Lake has to offer, head to devilslakend.com. That link is in the description. Hey, the open water fishing season is far from over, but the reality is for many of us, it is winding down. Let's take a minute here and appreciate everything that happened. Hopefully we made enough memories that can last us for another year. And if we're really lucky, we had a few fish fries along the way. Let's finish the season strong and continue to follow the clean, drain, dry protocols in preventing the spread of aquatic nuisance species. For those of you that are setting your sights on the sky, waterfall hunters, You need to thoroughly clean all equipment after each trip. That includes decoys, boats, waders, even washing the dog helps. It all needs to be clean and dry before moving to a new location. By following these guidelines, we can protect our waters for generations to come. For more information or tutorials on these clean, drain, dry protocols, head to North Dakota Game and Fish website. That link is in the description of this podcast. First question would be Scott. I've I've never talked to you before. I've never met you before. This is like a short notice thing, which uh, is really fun and exciting for me to see where this conversation goes. But um, I got to get to know you, man. I I, I need you to kind of tell me, you know, where you're from and kind of your fishing story, your fishing past and history. And feel free to feel free to start at the beginning, where you were born and raised, where you cut your teeth and. And get me all the way up to speed with some of the, you know, just some of the big ticket items on your resume, man. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was I was born and raised in in a small town, Aneta, North Dakota, which is which is approximately 50, 60 miles away from Devil's Lake. So I always considered Devil's Lake my home water. And um, as a kid, I go up there, and I remember way back in in the day where I couldn't afford a boat. I'd go up there, I'd fish off the shores of Devil's Lake along the bridges mostly and everything. And I just distinctly remember how that lake, when it was, you know, when it was down, the water hadn't hardly come up that much. And um, so I got to see all the stages of that, the, the different stages of that lake through the years. So it, um, that's really when I started, you know, really being attached to Devil's Lake It. um it, you know, I started out when I was younger, anywhere, any kind of fish I could catch and in, in little river or anything slew, I would, I'd fish it. But 
Devil's Lake has always kind of had a special, special spot for me where I've just always enjoyed going up there. And, um, and, you know, and then I finally, finally got my first boat and that was back in, I was, you know, back in the early nine. Uh, no, let me take that back. My basically my first decent fishing boat was um, 95, I believe it was. And that was the start of my tournament tournament um addiction per se it uh i um i picked up a boat I, it was a little 1650 lun and i uh, had a it was a team walleye back then tournament and um that's when the water was coming up and everything and i remember i picked that i had couldn't get off work till the day before i picked that boat up from the the boat dealer and I rigged it that night till three in the morning. The partner I had, we had fished the weekend before and he fished the day before, found some fish over in Mission Bay. And we were going out of Woodland Resort, out of Creel Bay. And and the wind was, it was blowing pretty good. So, and we we take off. And of course I was late that morning because I was up till three. So we take off across the lake and we had to cross Highway 57. Going across so the wind was so so hard we bounced the skeg off the highway broke that off oh. but we got to our spot <laughs> we got to our spot and it was the wind was pretty pretty nasty like i was saying and we were amongst the trees there devil's lake was lined with trees back then and um and the trolling motor got caught on a tree when we were, we were pitching crank shallow it was the spring of the year and i bent something in the trolling motor so i had to i i told kevin my um my partner, I says, we got to go around this point where it's calmer and I'll work on it and you can just fish. And I'll never forget going around, going around that corner and I'm fi- fixing on that. And all of a sudden he's like, Scott, there's a five pounder that just followed me up. I'm like, what the world got that fixed. And the rest of the day just was most unbelievable day ever. We ended up weighing, I can't remember. I think we were right around 23, 24 pounds that we we're pitching crankbaits along this shelter belt, just right along into the shallow five feet of water. We came back in and we won our first, I won my first tournament I ever was in. Oh <laughs> so. man. So you had like a train wreck. You had all the lows that you could possibly go through of yep. owning a new boat, <laughs> fishing a tournament and all the gut wrenching lows. And then you, that at that time was probably one of the, a really good bag. I mean, that's a good bag. Yes. That was probably a really good bag on Devil's Lake back then. Yes, absolutely. It was. Yeah. Yep. It, um, no, it, it was, it was so fun that day. I just, I mean, and that totally hooked me. I mean, big time. I love fishing anyway, but the tournament thing, I was always kind of like, well, I don't know if I dare jump into it, you know, and you just had barely enough cash in the wallet to put gas on the boat. But, you know, sometimes there's something to that, you know, you think back then where you just, scraping by barely you know old boats or whatever some of the best memories are made that way it uh, you know bring out a little 14 footer or whatever it's it's kind of crazy to think that way but no it, it that one really sticks out that was the beginning of my my tournament tournament career and you know i just i kind of kept capitalizing on that you know um upgraded boats as i you know as i went there and i my uh it was 2000. I um, jumped into the RCL. It was the RCL walleye circuit back then. And I mean, the numbers in those tournaments were, were big. I mean, there was 200 um, boats in those. And 
I'm like, well, I'm going to get into this, this tournament and give it a try. And as I was up there a lot and, and, um, that was, that was a September same, you know, close to what this next championship is going to be time frame and everything. And, um, you know, inexperienced as ever, I mean, kind of a train wreck on that too. Didn't know I needed back then, you know, we needed the, the radios in the boat and this and that, and it was, but lo and behold, we went out first day, had a decent day. And that, that's when there was a four day tournament format. And, um, so we had to make the top, first two days, make the cut, made the cut the first two days and went out, had a great third day and just kept, um, going and fourth day went out and, uh, you know, my inexperience kind of bit me a little bit there. Cause I kept a, a couple of the wrong fish. I panicked. I'm just, you know, I'm like, wow, this is, this is awesome being in the top, you know, the last day, top 10 and everything. And, um, ended up third in that. And, um, uh, Kevin McCoy is the one that, that won that. And I've, I've known Kevin ever since then, great guy and couldn't ask to lose to a better guy. Sure. So no, um, so then, then I just, yeah, I just kept, kept moving on every year. I'd have a, you know, I didn't have any kids or any, really any commitments then. And it was a lot easier to make things work. And then, you know, it just, it just went on from there. There was, you know, different circuits, you know, the Lawrence circuit, the, um, you know, then it became the FLW and, you know, and now the NWT. So it just, I, I fished them all. I fished, I fished a few PWTs. So Back in the day, you know, from 2000 till, you know, up until oh, pro- approximately, you know, three years ago or so as I, I hit it really hard and everything. So it, um, it was a, it was a great run and I still enjoy the heck out of it, but my kids were getting, you know, to that age, they're really involved in sports. And I just kind of decided, I'm like, I need to, you know, need to, watch them be around them too and my son is getting he really wants to go fishing a lot so but it um it's gonna happen again as soon as they get a little older i want to get back and get after it again it just it really really um gets me when i when i see those guys going i'm like yeah i really would like to be there so like this, this past year i last year i had a good friend of mine ryan thompson down in um pierce south dakota we fished um MWCs, we fish those, the ones that work out for us. And I fished the FLW the last time it was down in on Lake Oahe. That's another favorite body of water of mine is in the South Dakota on that Oahe Reservoir. So, yeah, no, we, I still get my fix of it, but it, um, hope to get into it a little more. It's changed, changed a lot, you know, I mean, from, you know, the, the cost of everything, it's just, it's, it's not the, the easiest for guys just to jump into and, you know, then the commitment, the work, you know, uh, you know, work schedule and everything. So it, it is a big commitment and you really want to have a clear mind when you go into those tournaments. I remember there's tournaments where I'm just like, I got things going on at work and this and that, and it's just hard to clear your mind and be out there just having fun looking for fish and concentrating. So it, there's a lot of, lot of psychological aspects that go into it too, that you gotta, gotta go in and everything's gotta be good at home and at work. And, you know, that's when you're going to have your most success the way I always, I always felt about it. You know, I like that you have that long-term plan that, uh, that, you know, assuming that everything works out in life, I mean, you know, you're yep. going to be a, 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 you know, a family man, which is so important to life and, and you get through that phase in life and, and coming back into it. I mean, that's probably a lofty goal just because 
you know, things change so much, like you said, and, and, and it's so crazy just the technology and staying with it. But if you can keep your feet wet, if you can stay, if you can just every once in a while keep dipping your toe in the water, that's probably, that's really important just to kind of, just to kind of feel where the, you know, what the vibes Absolutely. are, because man, it'd be just like, uh, just be like a shock of like jumping in an ice bath, you know, to yes. take 10 years off and then and then jump right. back into it totally. But wh- I want to focus pretty tightly here for a little while on a particular tournament because it's just really timely right now. So it's no secret that, you know, as it stands right now, this conversation is happening uh, right here at the end of August, early September, and we are right at the cusp of the NWT Championship this year uh, is going to be on Devil's Lake. And looking back, 2015... Uh, well, I, I believe it was, it, there was one other time in between there that the NWT had a championship there, but in 2015, the NWT championship on Devil's Lake, you won it. I want to hear the whole story of, of what you remember out of that tournament, the pre-fishing and, and uh, everything that went on, man. So uh, lay it on me a little bit. Yeah, I, I remember it well. I don't know if I'll ever forget that. I mean, it was a lot of highs in life but that one right there is just I mean that took it all but yeah you know when I did see that uh you know they announced that we're coming to Devil's Lake and it just was you know like like every angler that qualifies for the championship you know that's your goal you're gonna work as hard as you can and um you know in that particular summer you know we're fishing the qualifying events and um and then every you know moment I'd have free day even if it was a half a day, I'd run up the Devil's Lake and I'd be, you know, I'd be fishing, you know, in July pre-fishing for it. And, um, but kind of the crazy thing is in July, it was towards the end of July. I was just, I was pre-fishing and I was, um, over, it was in the main lake area and I found these rock piles and I'm like, ah, this looks good. You know, this time, you know, the time the tournament comes, that'll be, you know, a key right there. And I'm like, I'm going to fish it or whatever. I get a 27 and a, like a 25, 26 inch off there. I'm like, well, this something, something about this. And, um, so yeah, and I just kept on all summer, you know, you know, targeting different spots and this and that. And then once the once pre-fishing or the start of the pre-fishing for the tournament came around, it was typical September weather on Devil's Lake, you know, pretty cold one day, windy, and it just was a kind of a transition period and everything. But a lot of those fish were, you know, on the deeper rocks, you know, and everybody was, you know, knew that for the most part. And um, so, but there was a, there was a transition to some shallow fish too, and some back, some of these bays and, I had a good, good pre-fish, and back then, um, he got third place, was Gary Marr, and um, we were working together on that, and yeah, we were just, every day, one of us would have a great, great practice, and feeling really confident, and, but getting towards the end of practice, as it happens a lot of times, it, you know, the bite kind of, it seemed like it was fading away, or else I was thinking it was, but, but once you think of it, when you're pre-fish, you don't sit and just, beat on those fish you just if you can get if i can get two good fish out of a spot that's totally a spot you know and everything so i'd go in and take a little while to get one and i'm like "Eh." so i sampled some different things and day before the tournament we went casting some crankbaits and um and uh caught some nice fish that way and i'm just like then i was kind of a little bit confused because i had a spot in pelican too that i just 
I've had a, I've done well many years on that, and it just sets up that time of year. So I was going to go pitching in that the, to start the day out, the first day one, and I'm just something told me I'm like I think there's going to be plenty of company and there's shallow fish. They're going to get picked through. So I'm like my so my plan. I'm just like I'm going to go up the Pelican. There's we call it the ridge. It's like a ten to fifteen foot um like a rock shelf, and um it's a a trolling crankbait spot, you know, it's a jigging spot too, but it was the fish were going trolling. So I'm like, I'm going to go up there and hopefully, you know, if I can scratch out, you know, 17, 18 pounds out of there and then try to go for a big fish jigging. We go up there and um, start out day one and it, it went well, a lot better than I was thinking. And I think we came out of there with, um, out of Pelican, like 20, three, four pounds. I'm like, okay. And then we, I left one spot open. We could have eight, I believe. I left one spot open and I told my co-angler, I said, we need to get over to the main lake and go jigging for the rest of the four hours that we have. And um, we go over there and it wasn't, I bet it wasn't 20 minutes. It was kind of rainy and blowing and everything. And I still remember it was in my right hand. I was, I was um, jigging, uh, jigging wraps, just vertical jigging them. And that, it was in my right hand and that thing just, I'm like, I thought I had a snag and I could feel, feel that fish and told the coin to get the net or whatever. It was like a 28 incher. I mean, I'm like, it, it just couldn't get any better than this. Uh, so we cleaned everything up in the boat and we slowly went back to Graham's Island. And, and um, I, it's every angler can, a tournament angler can attest to this. If you catch them early, you're coming in early. The thing you don't want to see is another boat tied up there. You're like, please, nobody else. You want to be the first one because you got them. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we came around that corner. Nobody was there. I'm like, okay, good deal. Good deal. And we tied up kind of sitting there. And um, and I look over and, um, yep, lo and behold, here Chad Schilling comes. I'm like, of course he got them. Oh, and you know Chad. You know Chad's <laughs> yeah. a stick. Yeah, all he was doing is giggling and smiling. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, God, typical dad. And so we sat there and we were talking and this and that. And it was funny. All of a sudden, he he's like, yeah, there was another a local boat or that was around there. And I looked at him. I said, was it a green skeeter? And he looked at me, yes. And he and I says we were right there too. He's like, well, how didn't we see each other? So he left in the meantime to another spot. Ended up where we were jigging this spot. He, he caught his big fish there also. So it's just, it, it's funny how, you know, all, you know, we break down these lakes yeah. and it seems like we all kind of are in the same areas. It's nuts when you got a hundred some thousand acre lake and you just, you're spot on the spot, you know? So, and he's such a good guy. So we were just, you know, jabbing each other back and forth and weigh in came and I, I think I was in the third place. I think it was something like that, second or third. And then, um, yeah, regrouped the next day. And I'm like, so the next day, my plan, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get up the Pelican. I'm going to get, um, you know, I'm going to get, you know, five nice fish or whatever. So we were, I mean, I bet we were done up there in two hours. And, but it was like 19 some pounds. And I'm like, oh, that we got some big fish going over in the other spots. So I'm like, we'll go. So I'm like, we got like five hours to jig. I tell you what, I sat there and we jigged and jigged and jigged. We did not get bit the rest of the day. So I'm like, okay, there's 19 pounds, you know? So that dropped me down. I made the cut obviously. And that dropped me down to sixth place in the tournament and um, going out. But 
it was kind of a weird thing. I just, I felt like I'm like, you know, I, I still have a good chance. Gary, my partner was, he was leading it. He was, I think he was like six, seven pounds in front of me and stuff. So I'm like, you know, uh, it's a, you know, win-win situation, you know, if I do good and or he does good, you know, that way. But, you know, but I just went out that next morning. So I kind of reversed order. I went to the big fish spot. Gary went up to start trolling and I didn't get anything on my, my big fish spot. I'm like, well, let's, we need to go up to Pelican. And that's probably the best day I've ever had in Pelican for big fish and everything. It, that watching back the, the video of uh, the, um, the TV show on that, it shows me jumping in the boat. The cameraman wasn't with me jumping. That's when I, that's probably my biggest fish I've caught in Pelican. It was like an eight and a half pounder or something like that. And um, so it, we we had we had really good weight there and i'm like i told my coin okay let's get let's get to the main lake and let's go jig in there no more and said that everything went i blank in the boat i the battery died on me on <laughs> my my starting battery i'm like oh my gosh so somehow we got we i had booster cables we got it boosted got it going and i let that motor run the rest of the day and we get over to um to the main lake and sitting there jigging and i'll never never forget it there was one fish i marked on, on my hummingbird and it just it was right on like that is a good mark and i just it was really calm and i just kept turning and turning on that fish i bet it seemed like five minutes maybe it wasn't that long just kept jigging and that thing finally bit me and um god got it coming up he was co-angler was ready with the um net it came up like 10 feet to the surface. I'm like, oh my gosh, that thing is huge. And um, we somehow got it over there, netted that thing. And Chad and Paul Stefan and um, David Anderson, they were on the rock pile about two, 300 yards away. I just laid on the bottom of the boat and screamed. I'm just like, this is, I think this is it right here. So we got in, it was like a nine pound fish. I'm just like, you know, that you just, I just had that feeling. I'm like this, this really could be and everything. So yeah, went in and weighed in and, you know, it just, I mean, the nerves were going crazy and each, each guy that weighed in and then you kind of have a little bit of chatter in the boats before you, you get them. And then Ed Stakusky, he, um, you know, I knew he had a big bag, so it did come down to me and him and lo and behold, in the end, I, came out with a victory. So it, like I say, I, I remember every bit of that whole deal. It's, it's so awesome. Hey, the open water fishing season is far from over, but the reality is for many of us, it is winding down. Let's take a minute here and appreciate everything that happened. Hopefully, we made enough memories that can last us for another year. And if we're really lucky, we had a few fish fries along the way. Let's finish the season strong and continue to follow the clean, drain, dry protocols in preventing the spread of aquatic nuisance species. For those of you that are setting your sights on the sky, waterfall hunters, you need to thoroughly clean all equipment after each trip. That includes decoys, boats, waders, even washing the dog helps. It all needs to be clean and dry before moving to a new location. By following these guidelines, we can protect our waters for generations to come. For more information or tutorials on these clean, drain, dry protocols, head to North Dakota Game and Fish website. That link is in the description of this podcast. 
Devil's Lake, North Dakota is one of North Dakota's premier outdoor recreational destinations. We talk about the fishing all the time on this show, but to find out what the lake and the community has to offer, which is way more than we ever talk about on this show, you can head to devilslakend.com and get all that. We're talking about the lodging and restaurant options and just the lay of the land and everything going on in the community. There's all kinds of stuff all summer long going on in and around the community of Devil's Lake. Also, our favorite, the fishing tab. It's going to give you real-time fishing reports, directions to fish cleaning stations and boat landings and shore fishing piers, which are awesome, by the way. Also, it's going to give you a list of options for boat rentals or guide services and bait shops. Everything that you need to plan your next adventure in Devil's Lake is at devilslakend.com. That link is in the description of this podcast. I love picking the the parts, you know, like the emotional side, the mental side of things. And I love how you kind of speak on that because like you said, day one, you know, a tournament angler, you know, especially a high level tournament when you really crack them and, and, you know, and it's your home body of water, but it's probably almost the same feeling any tournament you ever fish. It's like, you know, when you really crack them, there's just something so special about that. And you do it the way you kind of planned, you know, because that's not always the case either. Like, no, (laughs) you know, I think about that and I just love like, you know, thinking about a tournament ahead of day one. When you were going in, you had a decent game plan. Like, you know, you said you ended up weighing whatever, uh, 23 pounds or and, and change or whatever it was that first day. Like, you know tournament anglers i know this about you guys you always have like a weight in mind or you always have like a target in mind you know the class of fish that you're on or the class of fish you're shooting for or maybe you're not on them but you know the class you know the lake well enough to know what is in there and what it's gonna take like what were you thinking going into day one were you thinking that you had the bag well i knew i figured it was going to be mid 20 you know that 23 to 25 because it just you know, in Devil's Lake, it, you know, somebody always, always gets them and everything. And, you know, over three days, that's a, that can be, that can be tough, you know, and anybody water to stay consistent and everything. But yeah, I kind of knew that. And then when we, when we cracked that bag there, I'm just like, okay, I, this is, this is a great start. And, you know, you know, you're always, your goal is to make that top 10 cut or, and, um, you know, obviously, and put yourself in a position that you have a chance. I mean, uh, you you just never know on, especially in waters like Devil's Lake, you know, you can make a comeback and it, uh, I've seen it many times. I, you know, I, that ha- it's happened to me. It, um, but you get on, you know, say your South Dakota reservoirs where, you know, when, you know, if you're slot fishing and everything, it's, it's tough to come back there, but right. that's what makes it so exciting for Devil's Lake. I, I mean, all of a sudden the guy can go out and get 30 pounds day two and boom, you're back in the game of this whole thing. So it, um, but yeah, going, I, I felt really good. Obviously I felt really confident going in the second day cause I just ran up pelican and we grabbed our first five fish that were nice fish and, um, and we, we got out of there and um, got back and I was so confident we were going to get a eight, nine pounder out there, but it just, you know, that's, that's the way it is. And I seen guys come, you know, by and catch them and, you know, next to us and we were there the whole time, but you know, it, it, I, th- I feel we all take our turns doing that. 
Right. <laughs> I think like, that's okay, true. It's your turn today. <laughs> so, totally. But, it, um, but yeah, you know, some, you know, I, I like to have a solid plan typically, but sometimes, you know, not all the times a plan can, can always work out. Sometimes you need to, you know, it's like, okay, you know, if you're getting to be 11 o'clock in the morning and it's like, I, I don't hardly have anything going on here. You just, you gotta, um, you know, almost got to start pre-fishing in a way. And I've had that happen where it's like, okay, I figured out, figured out a spot that happened to me years ago in an FLW. And, um, it was that bobber bite. And I remember I would, it was such a nasty spot to get back into, but I remember throwing my bobber into a clear spot, goes down, we catch a, uh, like a four or five pounder at the end of the day. And I told my co-angler the next day, we're going through those trees, no matter what it takes on my boat and getting in there. Sure enough, we got in there by 9.15, we had 27 pounds. But there, you know, and I never pre-fished it before the tournament, but I was in that area and it just happened to work out. And, you know, and there's nothing better than finding fresh fish the day of a tournament. I mean, <laughs> I mean then you're, you, you are set. Or finding them the day before a tournament. I mean, it, it's tough when you're, if you're pre-fishing five, six days and pr- into practice, and then you find them the first day, it's like, oh man, <laughs> will they stay or not? You know, or who else will find them? So, but no, it, it, it's just, it was truly uh, an unbelievable experience. I mean, it just, it, uh, and people, you know, people still, you know, ask about it and, you know, talk to me about it and everything. And, you know, that trophy is always, you know, that winning the money, the boat was, you know, awesome, but that trophy will always be down on my mantle and, you know, look at that till forever. So, you know, when you think about that championship and you think about, you know, the, the tournaments back in the nineties and the tournaments that you're watching, you know, even now, like, Mm-hmm. Where, what do you what is the story in your mind of, of like tournament fishing on Devil's Lake? Like what have been some of the big shifts, the big changes, the big, you know, you know, all oh, the tournament was won over here doing this thing. And then the lake changed. And now, you know, you see more tournaments being won over here. Like what yep. are some of the key things that you feel like you've picked up on over the years? Or what do you feel like is sort of Devil's Lake, you know, the, the story of Devil's Lake tournament fishing and all the changes that it's gone through? Right. The biggest change that I probably would could think of when it first comes to mind is the bobber bite. I, I love bobber fishing. I mean, it, it's so fun. And what I mean by change is, you know, you look at 10, 15, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there was, like I said earlier, there were trees lined around that whole lake. And I remember that was, that was the deal is bobber fishing. I mean, if you were if you weren't bobber fishing, you weren't hardly cashing a check. So, and so we, what we'd be doing is going right into those pockets of trees and um, with bobbers. And I mean, just covering a lot of water and you'd find those sweet spots. And now it, it's, it's changed a lot. The ice has taken a lot of those trees out. Bobbers still are a very, very effective tool, but we're seeing it more on main lake points, um, rock piles. There's still definitely underwater brush and everything that you can do that, but it, it's changed a lot. Cause I mean, we'd have 150, 160 boat um, fields and I bet there'd be a hundred guys bobber fishing, you know, and you just don't, you know, in this tournament coming up, you're gonna, you're gonna see some bobber fishing, you know, on the deeper structure along with jigging and everything. But I just, that just comes to my, my mind is the, all the, 
structure, all the trees that had um, that has has disappeared, and it's it's kind of a bummer because that was so fun. I mean, it, you just really had to you really just had to fish because there was no lake maps of telling you what trees are good and what's not. You just had to have an eye for, for that, you know, okay, this is a good spot. There is a current there's, believe it or not on Devil's Lake, there's, you know, there's current in every lake to some aspect, but Devil's Lake, there is some weird currents and that really affected some of that bobber fishing. Sometimes you'd see the bobber and I mean, they, they really go that way, but, um, but yeah, in a nutshell, I, I would just say the, say uh, you know with our bobber fishing it's just it's changed a lot as far as the fishing and becoming you know more spinners and you know uh, you know a lot of people do that for you know their eater fish you catch an occasional nice fish but you know and then then the you know the jigging the jigging glide bait thing and everything that's that's been a huge deal on that it's been a huge deal across the country but um up there it's just been very effective also and it's just there again, it's one of those things that you're trying to, you know, tweak it a little something different because, you know, everybody's got a jigging wrap, you know, hooked onto the end of their line or whatever. But if you can do a little something different, you know, it, it um, might trigger those right fish. But, um, but yeah, that's what I would say. I, I, I do miss all the trees up there. Those were, those were fun, as they call it, the good old days of, of that kind of fishing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love hearing the stories. That stuff... You know, as far as Devil's Lake goes, like I haven't, I, I that was before my time, not in life, but just the the by the time I got to Devil's Lake and started experiencing yep. it, working with Jason and like, you know, those are stories told now. Um, yep. You know, of course we, you know, I've I've uh, we've done a lot of bobber fishing and and I've you know the, some of the trees that are left, but you know it's um I just love those stories of when the water was coming up and the, the you know, yeah. the trees still had bark and leaves on them, you know, right. it, it was just like, shrimp, it was like crazy. Yeah. The shrimp just loved that. That's why those trees were so effective. The bark was still on there. You'd look down there. If you're in good bobber spots, the trees would be loaded with shrimp on it, you know, and it just, and it, I, I, this might sound crazy or whatever, but I swear when you're bumping into trees, getting into a spot, it's releasing some of those shrimp and it just like it, kind of triggered those fish also and everything so and it was it was fun too to you'd go along shores and stuff and it'd be like okay that must be a good spot it um i'll never forget about <laughs> um, you probably know rick darling yeah and, um, yeah i know rick he, oh yes i'll never he he fishes a lot with dan plouts and his kids and everything and this was this was back in the tree days and when they were, they were actually casting crankbaits and everything. And I remember he was telling me, he said, you know, this was, this is the old GPS day or, you know, before, no, not before GPS, but I'll never forget. He said they stuck a can, a beer can on one of the um, twigs and that would be their marks where they go into those holes to catch fish and down did well in that tournament. <laughs> so it was little things like that. That's, you know, changed a lot also getting back to that, you know, it's just like, okay, little landmarks or whatever, but it's, it was a beer can or it was a, you know, a something tied onto something. So. <laughs> yeah. Different yeah. times for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And tying onto the trees with rope and everything. And those are all still, those are all still viable, you know, uh, uh, techniques, yeah. uh, no doubt about it. There's just, yeah. Like you say, there's just less of it. And yeah, I like I like hearing about the history. I like the stories, you know, and and thinking back on, you know, Devil's Lake, it's just um 
it's a relatively young body of water, like definitely yep. in comparison to so many other fisheries that we talk about. It's really young, but the, the history on it is growing fast. You know, yep. it's, um, yep. man, the changes, I think that's a big deal. But, you know, this tournament coming up, uh, it's it's right around the corner here. Um, you know, it's uh, top 40 uh, guys in the Angler of the Year points for the NWT and co-anglers. Um, you know, there's some heavy sticks in there and there's definitely some, Mm -hmm. some devil's lake history, you know, with with a lot of those guys, uh, just about every single one. There's a few, there's a few rookies in there, but, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a fantastic, uh, showcase uh, of, uh, of anglers. What do you think, what do you think it's going to take to win? What, what are some things that, um, you know, wouldn't surprise you if you saw it, so to speak? Yeah, no, I I am totally with it. You know, Devil's Lake is it fishes well every summer, but this summer I I obviously spend a lot of time up there, and we fished a lot up there this year. And um, and, and this summer I really concentrate. You know, the last couple of summers, this summer I concentrate on the forward facing sonar. Just you know, more time on the water, the better you get at it. And um, it there's there is a nice bunch of big fish left in that lake once you figure things out. And everything and yeah the you know a lot of guys are going to be out east you know that's just not you know that's just where a lot of things have been happening and everything but like you like you like you just said a little bit ago the main lake i've caught a lot of nice fish off that main lake and i mean real nice fish you know not your 22 23 i mean you can get some uh you know game-changing fish out there it uh it, it, so that that's going to be a factor. And the nice thing is there's only 40 boats going out. So, you know, it shouldn't get, you know, uh, you know, concentrated with a lot of guys on each spot. So it, it's, um, it's going to be, it's going to be good for the guys that, you know, and you almost have to on this time of year, you know, as far as techniques, you know, you, um, there's going to be a lot of fish caught on glide baits, spoons. I've I've had some good success some days on spoons, but it seems like with those big fish and those deeper fish, there's just a small bite or sh- short window of a bite. I've I've noticed and everything. It was morning pretty strong there in early in July. And then it kind of transitioned to, you know, later morning. It was just kind of odd how that was how that was working. I shouldn't say odd, but it just once you kind of can figure that out yeah they you know they were fairly easy to catch and then all of a sudden we had just a little local tournament that we were in and the day before i cracked some really nice fish off there and went over there and i could see them down there the day of tournament i mean just nice big fish and everything we, we caught two fish off of there and i was stubborn i stayed there and jigged on those things for four or five hours they just did not go so it's it's kind of a you know it, it's one of those that you better have you know, multiple spots to run around to and just sample it and see if you can pick off, you know, the king of the hill on those spots and, you know, get, get moving around. So it, yeah, like I say, the, the jigging's going to definitely come in. And if the guys that can find nice leeches are going to, could have a nice good bobber bite also up there. Leeches have been really tough to come by, you know, nice yeah. jumbo leeches. That's, that's been a struggle this year, but yeah, I've seen in September, it could be an awesome bobber bite out there. And it, it what it just complements you really well. If you're, you're um, jigging or casting jigs or whatever to have a bobber out there flowing, especially if it's a calmer day. I mean, you got, you got a shot at catching a big fish on either, 
either presentation. So it, um, and the other thing, you know, I know there's a, a, and quite a few guys that don't like trolling and everything, but Devil's Lake, there's been a lot of tournaments won trolling. I mean, that, that definitely could really come into play, especially if, if we get, you know, the tournament days are a lot of wind and it's hard to stay on structure for jigging it. Um, I, I've seen, you know, that trolling deal, you know, really light up and everything or a combo of everything, you know, like, like right. I did, you know, I did some trolling, I did some jigging. I mean, I, I couldn't, you know, both those programs are big fish programs. That's, that's the nice thing of it. So, but it, um, and, and the tricky part, it might be it um, the last time the championship was, up there i i fished with courts for a few days and everything and we caught fish shallow we caught fish deep it was so yeah and and we were catching some nicer fish shallow too you know but it's um so they're gonna be depends on what that water temp is gonna do but you know i i'm thinking if you if consistently i bet it's gonna take 26 27 a day to win this thing this year I think yep. so, but it, um, you know, it depends on the weather. If we get perfect weather every day, you know, then it's going to possibly be more. So there's going to be some bags over 30. I'll guarantee you that that's going to come in most every tournament there is. Everything I'll guarantee you that that will happen if, if you can keep following it up. That's, that's the thing. And yeah, Devil's Lake and that can be a, that can be a bugger too and everything. But now that's my prediction. It's going to be, there's going to be some, you know, it could be close to like, you know, that 80 pounds or whatever. So, but it, um, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Cause I mean, even your, um, and that's the other thing, one end of the lake has, you know, say you're catching 22 inches, 23 inches, so they, they'll weigh a quarter to a half a pound difference, you know, depending on the year from east to west, west to east. So, you know, that's something, you know, a person's got to, you know think about too all of a sudden if you're on just cookie cutter fish all of a sudden it's like well i you know all the, another pound or pound and a half is a big you know so oh yeah yeah if the weather ends up stable man i feel like you know and more guys catch them or more guys are able to fish their fish you know it's just gonna it's just gonna make it that much tighter to be in the top 10 no doubt like it's just like you know the top two or three guys i mean it's probably gonna be some lottery bites that, that that's that's you know, so there's going to be some luck involved there. But when you think about spots, you know, seven through 12, uh, you know, that, you know, everything that you're talking about really affects those guys. Yeah. You know, like yes. they're, they're trying to make day three, you know, trying to make that top 10 cut to be, you know, there on the championship day. Um, that, that stuff is so key. You kind of mentioned something there. Like, I don't want to give up on the topic cause I just love it, but you mentioned, you know, like Devil's Lake, and 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 it's true everywhere else. But you know, for uh, you know, it, it, the 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 forty boat tournament field is kind of a big deal. Like you said, it's less boats. It's a giant mm-hmm. body of water, and in some cases, there's tournament scenarios where it's a big boat field. You know, everybody, there's no secrets no more. Everybody knows, it, and it's it ends up being. You know, you gotta you gotta be the first one to that spot. You gotta get a good boat right. draw, and you just know that you're gonna fish in a crowd. Some of those tougher bites, you know, a lot of those yep. river bites, and and it can happen anywhere. But you know, that lesser boat field, you know, it kind of feels like gonna give guys on Devil's Lake, anyways, as big of of a of a fishery as it is. Hopefully, everybody has a chance to kind of fish their own fish. 
Um, I agree. And, yeah. And, and, and definitely fig, you know, it, it'll definitely be more fun and entertaining to watch and probably more fun to fish for the anglers, you know, that to be fair, hopefully they can all kind of game plan and, and, uh, yep. you know, figure out how to fish their own fish. But for you on devil's Lake, looking back, like, like how often do you think, even whether it's for yourself or just the tournaments you fish and you look at the winners or, you know, who did really well, you know, how often did doing one thing in one spot be the deal versus like you described when you won being versatile or, or not just being versatile, but having those spots, you kind of, it was in your game plan to be versatile. It was your game plan to have two different patterns in two different areas going. And it doesn't always happen that you can have a couple of different presentations that you're super confident that you could win either way. But when that comes together, I, I that just bodes well for, for a person because all of a sudden that, you know, you go jigging and that doesn't work or trolling or bobber fishing. And, and, and it's like, okay, I got to go to game plan too. And, um, and, you know, it might be a weather thing also, you know, all of a sudden, you know, that we wake up the day of the tournament and it's like, oh, it's blowing 25 now, you know. So I caught the fish, um, you know, casting a crankbaits or, or jigs with this wind blowing and everything. So you, you, you gives yourself more options. And I think you, your, your mind is a little bit clear because it's like, okay, if your first spot or two or three or four doesn't go, you can switch it up. You, sit, you keep the confidence what i feel that it's like okay i i still got all these spots where i know i can catch some big fish and it um i've been when you run out of all your spots and it's just like oh you got to go to the nursery and just try to salvage your day or whatever you know then you kind of lose it but it um but the the double double edge you know that having two different presentations i i think that's a that I, I I like having that, you know, unless you're on such a solid bite and you, you know, have the patience to grind it out and everything and you know that they're, you know, the confidence that they're going to bite. And I don't mind doing that if I know the right fish are down there because it can happen in 15 minutes. You can, you know, go from, you know, zero to hero and, you know, in such an instant like that. But, um, but having a couple different, um, different ways of going about it during the day is a great option to have, I think. And, you know, getting back to that 40 boat um, field, I just feel the anglers that are going to, that are fishing it, their, their mind is going to be a little more clear because they're not going to be, you know, hopefully not going to be worried about you know, who's going to be on my spot. Am I getting, like you alluded to earlier, you know, and it's a race to the spot or whatever, you know, if you know that there isn't much pressure there or whatever, it just gives you more confidence and you fish much more effectively when you're on, on those, on those spots, instead of trying to worry about trying to cut in front of the other guy to try to get to that rock or whatever, you know, and stuff. So no, it, it's a, it's going to be nice for, for them guys to spread out and, you know, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun, I am real, real curious to see how it all shakes out and everything. And cause you can't rule out from West to East. I mean, there's an in between, it's just, it's going to be, you know, anywhere on that. So, but who knows what's going to happen, but I'm looking forward to it. But that being said, Scott, we have burned, we have burned through the perfect amount of time. So I love it. I love the conversation. I love the history. I love your story. And uh, we'll definitely have to do this again, I feel like, because yes. it's just fun. No, and Devil's awesome. Lake is never a tired uh, uh, topic of conversation and 
Devil's always Lake's changing. always good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's always changing. So no, I pre- I appreciate visiting with you, and I I wish the best of luck to all forty anglers, and I'm looking forward to, it, and I hope that. Uh, Nice, nice weather, and they have a safe tournament. So right on, man. Well, Scott, if anybody wants to, you know, look up some of that old content, uh, you know, from 2015, or if anybody ever wants to to check you out or ask you a question about Devil's Lake, um, promote promote yourself or your social media, anything that you would want to promote, if anything at all, um, and then we can sign it off. Yeah. No. It. Um, yeah. No. I. I do. I do get. Uh, quite a few messages that uh, you know about different tactics and tackle and everything yeah I, I enjoy answering people you know at the boat ramps and everything no I'm more than happy happy to answer any questions and it just um, no I, I love my Ranger boat my Mercury motors and my hummingbird electronics and it's in Lakes Marine and Devil's Lake they all treat me well and uh, we've had a great relationship through all these years and hope to continue it so right on man Right on. Well, Scott Larson, 2015 NWT Championship champion. I appreciate the time, man. I appreciate the stories. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one here uh, coming up shortly. And I'm glad that uh, we were able to glad we were able to share a little bit of that history uh, before another one happens. So I'll let you back to it. I'll let you back to it, Scott. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Taylor. Take care. Yep, we'll talk to you.